The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. All right, what's going on with uh, Kavanaugh? With Kavanaugh's... I have no idea. Are we? Are they moving forward? When are the hearings going to happen? No. Let's bring in uh, Tom Jipping from the Heritage Foundation. Hey, Tom, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning. Doing great. So where are we at with uh, Judge Kavanaugh's um, confirmation process? Well, we're in the middle of what you might call the, the, the great paper chase, that is <laughs> the gathering of material from different parts of Kavanaugh's legal career. Uh, the the committees received the judiciary committees received over 125,000 pages from the George Bush Library about Kavanaugh's service in the White House Counsel's Office, and they've got almost uh, 500 opinions that he's either written or joined on the the Court of Appeals. But Democrats still want more. They want more documents about the least relevant part of his career, which was when he served as staff secretary. So we're kind of in that uh, game of chicken right now, gathering material. There's plenty in the public record to fully evaluate his nomination. I think the hearing is likely to be uh, early to maybe mid-September, so in in about a month or so. And then uh, it'll be a squeaker to get him on the Supreme Court when they start the first Monday in October. Uh, but that's kind of what the time frame looks like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the political ramifications of uh, for for you know senators on the, from from the Democrat side if uh, if they want to be really tough, if they want to go ahead and still vote for him. I mean, what's going to make them? I guess they would want to be the loyal opposition if you're that close to an election. Well, there there's. There's two groups of Democrats, I think, that are involved here. The, the largest is, is really about 90% of the Democratic caucus, and they're far to the left. They're following Chuck Schumer. They're the types that announced they would oppose the nominee even before they knew who he was. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's funny that people who said they would oppose him are still demanding documents about him. I'm not sure what they plan to discover about the nominee they already oppose, but then you've got just a handful of Democrats, people like Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Heidi Heitkamp, uh, and, and a couple of others who are, you know, they represent red states that Trump won. Uh, those senators voted for Neil Gorsuch last year, Trump's first Supreme Court nominee, and they voted for a number of, of Trump's appeals court nominees, who, some of whom have been controversial. So this isn't a blank slate for them. It's not an automatic, you know, knee jerk, we're going to oppose whoever Trump nominates. Uh, I, I think it's still the most likely outcome is that he will be confirmed and he will be confirmed with at least a few Democratic votes. Interesting. Uh, Joe isn't, uh, he's running for re-election this fall, right? He's up again? Correct. Yeah, yep. so so that could actually help the Republicans because Joe has to really be close to that in a state like West Virginia. I mean, he has to play uh, very conservative. So uh, in a lot of cases, the Democrats up for re-election would run away from Kavanaugh. But for somebody like Joe Manchin, he may have to run towards him a little bit. I, I, I think that's true. And remember, again, he voted for Neil Gorsuch mm-hmm. last year. Manchin has voted for even some of the real controversial appeals court nominees. Trump won West Virginia by, what, 40 points yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 
uh, it's going to be it's a hard sell to the people of West Virginia to tell them that five members of the Supreme Court ought to run the country. Um, mm-hmm. They believe, you know, they believe that they should run the country. Yep. So does J- Brett Kavanaugh. And that's why I think Joe Manchin will support him. So Dick Durbin is kind of pushing this idea that or suggesting that Kavanaugh may have misled the Senate when he was appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals in 2006. What is that based on? Um, You know, first of all, you'd think it was based on something new. This is exactly the same argument he made in 2007, 11 years ago. And it's based on nothing more than a single conversation. Here's what happened. Uh, Kavanaugh worked in the White House Counsel's Office during 2001 to 2003. He did not work on any of the terrorism-related issues, things like interrogation techniques or detention policy. He was asked about that at his hearing. He said, I didn't have any role in it. And then the Washington Post reported on a single conversation that took place in 2002 in which Brett Kavanaugh, who had clerked for Justice Anthony Kennedy, he was simply speculating that he thought Justice Kennedy uh, would, would vote a particular way on one of those issues. He did not give his own opinion. He did not give a legal opinion. He did not participate in any way in formulating those policies. So on the basis of one newspaper report of one con- one conversation, Dick Durbin then says, oh, I think he misled the committee. It, it's it's If you were to call that argument bogus, it would give bogus a bad name. <laughs> What do you put, and this is just obviously speculation, no one knows for sure, the likelihood that he gets confirmed. Is that going to happen, do you think? I, I think, yeah, I think it's likely he will be confirmed. I think the the two or three Democrats that I mentioned, as well as Senators Collins and Murkowski, who are the two uh, pro-choice Republicans, I think they're all going to either vote yes or they're all either going to vote no. And I think I think they will vote for him and I think he will be confirmed. I think the same kind of arguments about the proper role of the courts, because that's really what this is about. It's not about abortion or any specific issue. It's about what are judges supposed to do in the system of government that we have. I think the kind of arguments that that really are are the most sound and the most common sense, I think those are going to appeal uh, to those two Republicans and to at least a few Democrats. So I think at this point, um, I think he will be confirmed. Well, I wish you, I, I wish you were right about uh, about that, about the proper role of government. I think that's a that is an, a true conversation we need to have and a decision, a consensus Americans need to come to one way or the other. What is this role going to be? And then we head down the road for some. I do think it is specifically about a couple of issues like abortion. But I, th- I think you're right. That's we need we need to decide who we are. Yeah, I think no. I think you're right about that. I mean, there there are there's one side that thinks judges are supposed to uh, accomplish certain political objectives. They're supposed to serve certain political interests. That's the side that says, you know, we we got abortion from the courts. We want to keep it from the courts. And the other side that says, look, I I want to know how Judge Kavanaugh is going to approach all of his cases. I want to know that he's going to take the same kind of impartial approach to every case, no matter what the issue is, that judges aren't supposed to be picking winners and losers and serving certain political agendas. That's the the big cosmic debate over judges. It has been for decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which of these two kind of judges does America need on the bench? 
So, what kind of judge is Kavanaugh? Was he, is he going to be good for conservatives? There's, there's no doubt that Brett Kavanaugh is the kind of judge that our system of government was designed to have. He approaches uh, cases impartially. That is, he starts with the law, and he starts with the law as it's written, not as he makes it up. And then he goes to whatever result the law requires. He, he consciously tries to take his own views, his own preferences or politics, whatever that may be, out of the equation. He does that deliberately and consistently. That's exactly the kind of judge that our system of government was designed to have. I think there's a good chance, even if um, before any reelection, that Trump could could get another pick on the Supreme Court. And if he gets reelected... I think it's likely he gets another pick. I I think you're right about that. I mean, um, I've heard it said that the closest thing to eternal life on this planet is the tenure of a federal judge. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, federal judges in our system can step down when they choose to. That said, uh, you know, you can look at the demographics. Uh, I mean, Justice Ginsburg is 85 years old. She says she's got at least five more years in the tank. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't think she controls as much of the universe as she thinks she does. But but, uh, I think, um, you know, if he certainly if he is reelected, we're talking six more years. I think it is very likely that he would have one or two more appointments. It's funny if you play that five years out and Trump were to get reelected, that would be the end of toward the end of his second term. That's one where, I mean, these judges know what they're doing. She tries to play it for beyond that. That's, that's you know, let me go ahead and retire when the next guy's in and hope it's somebody that is ideologically aligned with me. I mean, that's the game they play. Uh, people were hoping that that's what she was, that she would have done before uh, the end of Obama's term. And I think a lot on the left were mm-hmm. surprised or, or disappointed that she didn't do that. No, I, you know, no one knows. Yeah how the mind of the notorious RBG really works. But, um, you know, that's where we are. And uh, I think we're we're in a process of shifting the court toward uh, a more traditional role uh, that that takes some of the power away from the Supreme Court and gives it where it belongs, and that is to the people and their elected representatives. Tom, appreciate the uh, help this morning. Uh, Always love talking with people from Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for your insight. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Have a great time. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.